Hello, everyone. How are we doing? It's been a rough week, and I want to start this episode with a moment of silence and a prayer for the Black community. We do not stand for injustice and racism, homophobia, ageism, nationalism, and so forth are all based on this divisive idea that some bodies and groups of bodies are inferior or less important and others are more superior or more important and valuable. They reflect and reinforce the ego's thought systems of separation because they assert that we are bodies, that external differences are very real. They define us and have the capacity to determine our worth. The ego's thought system is essentially based on making differences real via judgment. In particular times and places around the world, such as now, certain body-based attributes are judged to be more preferable, good, or ideal, and what fails to conform to that arbitrary criteria are judged as less than. This is how the ego establishes a hierarchy of illusions. We are tempted to deem some aspects of the illusion, some individuals, groups, body-based characteristics are better or worse than others. And all these judgments are predicted on differences in form, which our wrong mind would have us view as real and important. We can fruitfully use the issues of racism and injustice in the world as a springboard for reflecting on these principles and noticing all the ways in which we are tempted to make external differences real and meaningful, not just those we perceive in others, but also those that we attribute to our own bodies, because it is our judgments of external differences which serves the ego purpose of perceptually separating us from others in thought. And this simultaneously ensures that our ongoing choice to be separate from one another remains hidden from awareness, meaning that this original ontological mistake remains hidden from correction within our split mind. You may not judge skin color as a valid indicator of a person's worth and deserve treatment, but there may be other differences you are tempted to use to evaluate someone's worth. And this could be anything you perceive that you judge as more negative, It might also be something you view as more positive that serves to separate you from others. Either judgment involves division and shatters your awareness from our true unity in God. And this is why it is crucial as a part of our daily spirituality practice that we regularly examine all the subtle and not so subtle ways in which we are personally tempted to make difference real. So get in the habit of checking in with yourself and notice whether you feel uncomfortable, afraid of, or superior, even inferior to people of certain ethnicities, political or religious persuasion, sexuality, education, whatever. Are the judgments you uncover directed at others, at yourself, the world, or are there multiple judgments that you hold against many? Because every attack thought is an attack on you that keeps you blind from the truth. So be willing to look at the wrong-minded thought system with your inner wisdom, with your higher self, with spirit, because every moment offers us the same opportunity in every moment of time. As external problems are always reflections of one internal problem of separation and our worth and identity is unalterable. So I'm going to read you a quote 
before I get on to today's episode, but I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge this. Lay down your arms and come without defense into the quiet place where heaven's peace holds all things still at last. Lay down all thoughts of danger and of fear. Let no attack enter with you. Lay down the cruel sword of judgment so that you hold against your throat and put aside the withering assaults with which you seek to hide your holiness. Here you will understand there is no pain. Here does the joy of God belong to you. Welcome to Sex and Spirituality, y'all. We are a day before Friday. We are making it through this week. It's not been an easy one, but we are getting through it nonetheless. So today I was inspired to do this episode because, well, a little quick update. Yesterday I got my copper IUD, the Paragard, removed, and I am going to start neutering in about a week and a half or so. I'm interested in if any of you beautiful followers have used neuvering. I'm not a huge fan of putting chemicals or synthetic hormones into my body by any means, but I am testing all of my options for pregnancy prevention. And the Paragard really wasn't for me. It made my periods unbearable. Um, I was getting cramps in places that I've never gotten cramps and sex was really painful. So I'm just trying out all my options and vetting out another option. So if you've ever been on NuvaRing or any sort of um, birth control ring, Anovera, or just let me know what birth control you use that you're loving and works for you. I know everybody's different, but kind of excited to start it, kind of nervous because of my history of depression. I know it can exasperate the moods and your girl's already super emotional AF, so that should be interesting. We'll keep you updated. I also started my first session of sex therapy today and something, she seems great. I'm really excited. I love when I vibe with the therapist. I've had a lot of experiences with great therapists, not so great therapists, some really inappropriate therapists, every kind of therapist. And I know when I found a good one and I have a feeling she's going to be a good one. We will only meet once a month, but she used the word transitional relationship today and that got me Googling and searching, and I wanted to talk about it. Um, What are transitional relationships? What is rebounds? How does that relate to intimacy and love and all that jazz? So when it comes to trying out relationships, many times they work, and many times equally, I want to say, if not more, they don't. So depending on how long the relationship lasts, it can take time to heal and recover from it. And the longer the relationship, or the more abusive in my case, (laughs) typically the longer it takes to get over it, quote unquote. And many times after breakups, because we're human, we feel hurt and angry and a long array of emotions, bitter, and sometimes it's really hard to detach from the obsessive attachments I often so get from the situation. As well, sometimes it's hard to let go even solely on an intimate level. Think cutting cords of energy here. And after a breakup, people are supposed to like fully disconnect. And even if they're going to remain friends, which isn't always possible, usually the couple needs a little time apart at first so that they can heal from the relationship. So during that time of healing, I do not recommend 
that you go on any dates or explore a new relationship whatsoever. I also don't recommend that you have hookups or get into situations which you just quote unquote want to have fun and become intimate with people without wanting anything more than empty intimacy because this can be extremely damaging in the long run. It's putting a band-aid on a bullet wound. So often we try to distract ourselves as I talked about in my last episode. Um, I just think there is something healthful about taking time alone and grieving. So there's many different types of transitional relationships with that being said. Traditional relationships, in my understanding, are also sometimes referred to as rebound relationships. Because when we don't give ourselves time to heal from a relationship that didn't work out, we usually carry wounds and leftover pain that we might have experienced in any situation. And we will, I guarantee you, re-experience in the future when you try to explore it if you haven't healed it. So it's very important to give yourself an adequate amount of time alone and enough healing time so that you'll be a whole person so that when it's time to meet someone new, you can give things a real shot and be fair to that other person and yourself. So one type of transitional relationship would be exploring a new relationship before you're ready. I am so good at this. Uh, without giving yourself time to work on the previous one, the issues that arose on your part and the other person's part. This is a type of transitional relationship that's usually referred to as rebound. Generally speaking, people look at rebound relationships as a way to help themselves get over their previous situation so they can indeed move on from it and so they don't carry around a lot of pain and heartache. They're basically trying to make it easier to get over their ex. And I don't promote personally having rebounds like this. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's cool. I think it's using and objectifying people. But we've all been there. I'm no saint at this. But like I said before, I believe in giving yourself an adequate, more than enough, more than you need, more than you think you need, amount of time to work on yourself and reflect on all the things that didn't work out from your previous relationship and try to understand why that is. And this doesn't necessarily mean like, I have a lot of friends that are like, oh, I'm working on me. I don't care if it happens, it happens. But then they're like compulsively seeking out people. And working on yourself doesn't include like getting a massage and getting a facial, getting your nails done. Like it does to an extent, but I want you to focus more on your inner self rather than your external self, if that makes sense. If you're constantly trying to lose weight to make your ex jealous, you're really going in motivated for the wrong reasons. So another type of relationship transitional relationship here is when people are single, not coming out of any recent relationship, open to an unexamined relationship and open to getting into situations that will never turn into something serious or meaningful. Hmm. This sounds so familiar to me. So in a nutshell, many people have a certain mindset. They know what they want in their future partner in life, and they're hoping to settle down and get married with that specific type of person. However, and in the meanwhile, being that they haven't yet found that person they hope to meet, they're open to hooking up with many people, despite the fact that it will lead to nowhere as far as, you know, having a feature goes. So in other words, while they're not looking for anything serious, they fool around and become intimate with many people until they find that one special person that they hope to settle down with. Now, no judgment here. We've all been there. But generally speaking, when people decide to explore situations that lack feelings of 
true love and intimacy, my belief is that it does something to your soul. It makes you feel as though it's the norm and it takes away from a pure and enlightened state of being. You will start to, at least I'm talking from my own experience, people will start to perceive love and relationships differently, more detached, feeling that it's okay to embrace empty love and false intimacy. It makes people feel safe to disconnect and avoid their true emotions. It could lead, at least historically for me, into a downward spiral to a disconnect, so to speak, a state of numbness instead of going into situations with an open heart. That is the goal, open heart. So many times when people explore this type of situation, whether you're a male, a female, or other, you are likely to lead another person on in thinking that you want more than a meaningless, unexamined, surface-level-based relationship. The reason being is that many people aren't clear about their intentions from the get-go. My biggest pet peeve. This is why, especially in online dating, it's easier to lie over the phone, right? So this is why it's so imperative that people are direct and honest about your intentions. Even if someone's intention is to ultimately settle down, have babies, get married, their intention with a specific person might be something more along the lines of a transitional relationship like the one I'm talking about. In other words, despite the fact that a person may want to settle down and have a meaningful relationship, letting you know that that's their intention, it might not be their intention with you. I would so much rather a person tell me I'm just looking for a fuck buddy or casual sex or hookup. I would appreciate their authenticity so much more than someone that strings me along. So if you're getting out, you're just getting out of a relationship, then you're likely going to need some time to be alone. If you're single and you have been for some time and you don't believe you've carried wounds from a previous relationship, you're going to therapy, then it's important to know what you want, to be direct and to sometimes be brutally but kindly honest about your intentions to the people that you date or sleep with or get into a relationship with. These factors are imperative in almost everything, and that's to be direct, honest, and know what you want. It's unfortunate that many people will lead others on into thinking their intentions are pure when they're nothing more than players with, you know, marital intentions. So having said that, it's very important to protect yourself by going into every new situation with caution. That being said, if you don't mean it, don't say it. I've, when I was dating over the summer, I would ask guys, what are you looking for? And they would always be like, I don't know yet. I'm open. I'm, I'm open. They're always open. And then they would always just be looking to fuck me. It's just not cool. Like, don't lie to me to get what you want. Don't not be honest with someone just so that you can obtain something, if that makes sense. Not good karma. We don't want that shit in, in our lifetime, no. So despite what type of transitional relationship it is, I don't necessarily believe that the ones I've listed above are healthy. I'm going to get into the one that I think is healthy in a second, but think about it. Even if both people are authentic and genuine about their intentions, it's still something that will be nothing more than one night stand where there's not much to gain. You might gain some things if you're looking for your sexual empowerment or looking to find pleasure or looking to just become one with your sexuality. 
But a lot of times, the most you can gain from this type of rebound is temporary relief from pent-up desire, empty closeness, and loneliness that comes back to bite you in the ass and haunt you, even if not at that very moment. So it's temporary pleasure and more kind of think of eating a Hershey bar, right? So soon enough, it will come back to haunt you. And especially if you get used to something that you're having empty intimacy with, if you're not the type of person that could handle something casual or quote unquote friends with benefits. And oftentimes this leaves one person hurt and there's no need to cause people pain in life if we could avoid it, right? If anything, it's important to try to avoid causing others pain while still trying to find happiness for yourself. You should never hurt someone while trying to find yourself. It happens. Sometimes it's inevitable. I've been there. But if we can prevent it and gain that awareness about it, I think we'd all be a lot happier in the long run. So ultimately... There's no need to be selfish when it comes to trying to make yourself happy and you shouldn't be okay with having unexamined relationships in my humble opinion. We should always be searching for that awareness and that higher, deeper meaning. But having said that, I do realize that many people are not looking for anything serious. They're just looking to get laid and have fun and fool around. So many times, like it's going to happen anyway. What I'm truly trying to get across here, despite what I think, is that even if you're interested in having this type of relationship that might be temporary and not so spiritual to an extent, it's important to be open and communicate with the person that you're going to be having this experience with. Going through a breakup is hard, but what do you do when you're ready to start dating again? You don't want to jump into something serious or bring your breakup baggage, so to speak, into what could be a potentially long-term relationship. And this is where the other type of transitional relationship may come into play here. So this came up because I started seeing a new therapist and she had suggested that perhaps my current relationship is a transitional relationship. So I looked it up online and I couldn't help but think, is this just a transitional relationship simply? Or is he the one? So to refresh your memory, a transitional man or woman or anyone in between is the first significant relationship that usually comes after a long-term relationship or marriage. So there's someone who helps you get back on your feet after a difficult breakup. So for me, this appeared as my first normal healthy relationship after a slew of toxic and abusive relationships. This relationship helps us to find our strength and courage after our breakups. Transitional relationships of this manner can be exactly what we need and serve a purpose in our lives to meet our ideal partner. So a transitional person can be a refreshing and safe haven if we understand what purpose they serve for us. These relationships don't have to feel so devastating and make us wonder if we've made a mistake. 
This differs from the last kinds of transitions I was discussing, empty love or false intimacy and rebounds. I want to reiterate that I myself have dipped my toe in both of those mentioned, and I don't want anyone to think I'm shaming or guilting or blaming them who's in that stage in their life. Sometimes it's necessary for our journey to realize like what we do and don't want, and it's all part of growing pains. However, I do encourage you to date with dignity and work to not harm others while you're looking to find yourself. I've been there, and it doesn't end well, nor is it good karma, so we want to strive for integrity and grace in our actions. I was single for nine months before Nick, and I even thought I needed to be single longer than that. Um, So I was single for almost a year, And I think too many people want to rush out of or avoid the single stage, but this period is so crucial for finding our footing again after breakup. So I really suggest that you embrace this time in your life rather than numb it out if that's you and get into therapy, please. The world would be so much healthier if everyone just got counseling. But nonetheless, remember that the purpose of this relationship is to help you heal. And it is a soulmate relationship. It's there to actually help you figure out what you want. So it helps you or it should ideally help you feel confident and clear about your needs so that you can attract that love relationship or build off of and gain more love out of that relationship. So remember this type of a transitional relationship is not a booty call or a one night stand. This relationship includes real intimacy. Think hand-holding, pre-arranged dates, knowing their first, middle, and last name. So the transitional relationship could be meant to cleanse your palate for your next relationship. However, this is not someone that we are using in any manner, but someone who we truly and sincerely vibe with, someone we have a genuine connection with and see a potential future with. But the difference between this kind of relationship is that they, I mean, rebounds can be healthy, but are very rarely. This kind of relationship is typically a lot healthier with more pure and authentic intentions. So you don't want to jump into anything too soon or too fast because that will often just make matters worse. So if you have any hesitation or doubt, you still miss your ex, um, I would take that as a sign you're probably not ready. And that's perfectly okay. It's important to have patience with ourselves as everyone's healing journey is different. Seeking closure through another person is never productive as we can often find ourselves frequently comparing our new love interest to our ex, especially if we were the ones dumped in our last relationship. It may be harder to find someone who surpasses quote unquote your ex. So in this instance, you might be tempted to lower your standards just because you need a distraction, but be warned this will probably make you more attached to your ex and feel even worse than before. Because think about it, you can't stop thinking about your ex so you distract yourself with someone for a night and then afterward not only are you still thinking about your ex but now you're more thinking about oh my ex is so much better than anyone else which is most likely completely delusional. (laughs) So it's just a shit storm so we try to avoid this. Um, If you can't find anyone who even comes close to your ex and you find yourself needing a distraction of any sort, emotional, physical, take some time to yourself. It's healthy to take alone time and celebrate ourselves so that when the right person comes, then we can fully and completely love, appreciate, and celebrate them as well. 
So I would love to hear about your journey and whether you have experienced a relationship such as this one before finding your partner or if your transitional relationship is still your partner, if you got married, um, or maybe you're just in the dating world feeling frustrated and discouraged and you wonder if you let the one get away. Reminder, by the way, this is never true because what's meant for us will never miss us. But just a thought. Either way, I'd love to hear your experience and what's helped you along your self-love dating life, by the way. And thank you. Thank you for listening. And I love you all. I'm going to be working with new sponsors soon. I'm excited to bring that onto this show. So stay tuned. Uh, Connect with me on Instagram at Sex and Spirituality Podcast. Um, Leave a rating, a review, and I'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. And I hope everyone has a great weekend.